and this is a sort of edition of the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Um, people can see us, which I feel like we should apologize for. But uh, so we're. They can't uh, smell us, though. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess this is more of a kind of an announcement about this thing that we're doing and, uh, you know, letting people know when it is, what it is, and um, uh, I guess where it is. Um, so uh, I, I am Kyle Bird, one of your hosts and my co-host. And I am Matt Parmley. Uh, happy to be a part of the Kaiju Masterclass. Yes, so what is that? What is that? It's a convention. Oh, who is that? Yeah, we should probably say who's with us. I think one Um, of the two guys on the uh, right side of the screen is supposed to tell us what that's about. uh, Well, yeah, you could. Well, uh, uh, Eric, would you like to do the honors? All right, well, Kaiju Masterclass is an online convention. Kaiju and Godzilla theme convention that's taking place October, October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And the impetus behind this convention actually goes all the way back to April of this year. Uh, all of us were, were talking online. At the time, it seemed like uh, G-Fest was likely going to be canceled, and of course it was. And then we started discussing, well, whether or not there's a G-Fest, wouldn't it be kind of cool if we were able to, uh, or if somebody was able to throw together an online convention where we took, uh, or, or where the, uh, the organizers took a more, for lack of a better word, scholarly or perhaps even intellectual approach to, uh, to the genre, to the history of the films, the historical context in which the films were made, the, the great artisans that were behind them, and just sort of a... A side comment, a pass, a comment in passing made sort of snowballed into this. It was Steve Rifle who kind of took what was mentioned as, as sort of a, a throwaway, throwaway statement. And Steve really started thinking about this and thought, hey, maybe we could actually do something like that. And, and here we are. So got to give credit to Steve for, for taking, a, taking a throw for dumpster diving, you know, a throwaway <laughs> idea. And uh, turning it into something that's going to be, I think, very, very cool. And here we are. You see, kids, uh, those Facebook comments can turn into, you know, career milestones. Uh, so, so, yeah. Should, the, should I, we introduce uh, the yeah. roster at this point? Oh, I, should, yeah. I mean, sure. of us, not our guests. Right. And we will introduce our guests. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm Steve Rifle. I'm an author, and I've been writing about uh, Japanese science fiction and fantasy films for... He's 20-some years now, and uh, I've got a couple of books. Yeah, and uh, that's my brief introduction. Who's below you? Who's below me? Eric. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Make sure yeah, to do I'm, that Brady Bunch thing where we're all just kind of looking up and over like, each other. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, hi, Kyle. Wait, no, there's nobody over there. Yeah. So. I looked the wrong way, guys. <laughs> hey. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hey, what, what's up, Patrick? How are you doing? I'm doing good, Eric. How are you doing? Good, good. No, I'm, I'm Eric Hominick. I am uh, the webmaster of AkiraIfkube.org, which is the official English language website about the composer Akira Ifkube, who, of course, scored so many of the famous Godzilla and Kaiju films. 
It is an official resource that is uh, supported by the Lake Composers Estate. I'm also a doctoral candidate in literature at the University of California, San Diego. And uh, actually, even though it's a literature program, I do a lot of work with uh, film and music. And actually, my doctoral dissertation will be, will be about the narrative and semiotic potential of Akira Ifkube's music in kaiju films. So this is definitely stuff that's in my wheelhouse. Patrick? Uh, my name is Patrick Galvin. I am something of a, a film journalist who specializes in, a, in a Japanese cinema, some, namely Japanese science fiction. And my uh, credentials are pretty much that I've written about this genre pretty extensively for the last six years, namely for two websites, Sci-Fi Wire, which is the official news site for the Sci-Fi Channel, and for ToeKingdom.com. And Meister John. And I'm John DeSennis, and I have the death sentence on 12 systems currently. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I guess uh, conducted a few concerts. Love the music. Love this idea. Want to kind of uh, just get behind this, and you know, just really kind of take a deep dive into these movies. Um, not only just from the aspects that I like music musical, but just really interested in hearing what everybody else is going to come up with, and just um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So why don't we talk about the title or the, the name of our event, the Masterclass, which we obviously took from the Masterclass series that's out there. I didn't want to mislead people into thinking this is an online course because that gives the impression that you can just you know, purchase it and take it anytime. We are free and we're just a you know, one-time event taking place over a weekend. All the sessions, of course, are going to be recorded and will be available uh, through our YouTube channel indefinitely. But the idea behind the word masterclass for us, I think, is that uh, we hope that people will come away from these sessions maybe having learned something a little bit more than they already know. Uh, we have in our amazing list of guests some of the people who helped create this genre, both in Japan and um, uh, on this side of the, the Pacific. We have uh, scholars and journalists. And so the idea is uh, yes, we're doing panels and interviews, which are the kinds of things you see at at conventions all the time but the hope is to just maybe dig a little deeper through these conversations and uh and uh learn something that was kind of where i the reason i bring that up is that i get asked a lot whether or not it's a class and i was ho uh, i was worried or concerned that we may be you know putting out the wrong idea but it's a convention it's a, a three-day event right and, and i i should i should say that you know, you know uh kyle bird and matt parmley are the uh hosts of uh, kaiju transmissions but they're also extremely important driving forces behind our our, our online convention because right. they certainly have um the, the the tech knowledge to get something like this off the ground in the first place i mean someone like me you know I, i'm a I, I study this stuff but when it comes to you know organizing anything you know let alone you know something online where technology is such a factor i i, I really wouldn't know what i'm doing so uh, yeah, Matt and uh, Bird are certainly uh, hosting tonight's uh, video, but they are just as much organizers and driving forces behind behind this as as anyone here. So, just you know, thank you guys for you know for for having oh, such a great podcast. You're too, you're too kind. No, seriously, for for you know having such a great podcast, but but taking the uh, you know the power and, and and knowledge that you have that makes your podcast what it is and um channeling that towards the kaiju masterclass so 
Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I'm excited to be a part of it because, A, I mean, uh, I've been reading Steve's stuff since I was in elementary school, you know, so it's, it's it was, you know, quite a surreal to be like, hey, you want to be part of this thing? But also, um, you know, with no G-Fest, with other online conventions, uh, everyone's sort of offering something different. Uh, right. You know, we... Um, Kyle Yount just did his Kaiju Conline, which was more of a traditional alternative to G-Fest, and there's been a couple other things, but ours is more about um, the movies, how they were made, um, in unearthing, some cases, yeah, in some, maybe in some unearthing cases, some information or or something that might not be common for a lot of people. So uh, just just the chance to kind of get the information out there um in a in a, an event like this and with uh you know amazing guests um uh, i think it's going to be i think it's going to be really cool we also have a couple of sessions that are about some high profile unmade projects too so yep. that's kind of a nice uh, uh nice touch so uh we want to talk about who our guests are are we ready to do that i am yeah, let's do it <laughs> so uh what, so as far as Jap uh, the, the Japan side is concerned, we have Shusuke Kaneko, who's going to be one of our marquee guests. He's uh, graciously agreed to join us. And um, what I'm looking forward to in that talk, you know, Kaneko's been a guest at G-Fest. He's been in a lot of uh, you know, events like this. But I really hope that we can have a chance to dive into not just the, you know, the, the how did you get the gig to direct Gamera again, but Things like the themes and ideas in his movies, in GMK, in, in, in the Gamma trilogy, and in some of his other films, he's a he's a he's a filmmaker, not just a, a monster movie maker. And he comes from you know he has a very uh, wide uh, you know range of interests. And so I, I I've never really heard a conversation with him that gets into some of the the more uh, I don't know even political ideas in some of his films. And I'm hoping uh, we can we can you know dive into the, some of those things with him and of course i'm sure through that you know the, the stories of the making of his films will come out just as they always do and i'm hoping we can approach it from maybe a slightly different angle than what i've heard before um who, who wants to make the next re reveal john okay so uh, i'm really excited about this one we have uh, david arnold uh, obviously composer of Godzilla 1998, but uh, also a very, just a prolific composer of other genres uh, in his own right, particularly uh, James Bond. He yep. was known for uh, joining the franchise, uh, I think the year before Godzilla in 97, and uh, right up through, I believe, Quantum of Solace uh, was the last Bond film he did, but uh, obviously did like Independence Day, um, and, you know, and, He's and uh, very notably uh, worked on uh, the show Sherlock uh, for BBC. So that you know, we're really excited about that, and kind of sticking with what we're going for. Obviously, talking about not only the films and the creation, their creation and in inceptions in Japan, but also you know, for better or worse, sometimes uh, the inspirations for them outside of Japan and. Uh, Godzilla 98 was certainly controversial when it was released, 
but it does have a, a fan base and we didn't want to ignore that. And uh, we also feel like David Arnold would have a lot to say and it would be a really interesting conversation. So I'm particularly excited about him. Uh, we have another guest from Japan is, uh, who's agreed to join us is Shinichi Wakasa, the creature designer. Uh, and we're really excited about that. Uh, Wakasa has tremendous passion for what he does. And, uh, you know, his occupation is, you know, something that is the culmination of uh, a long life of studying these films. And uh, he's really uh, somebody who I think we're going to get a, uh, a lot out of speaking to and, and talking about his design process and some of the choices that he's made. And also working within the sort of the studio uh, constrictions and all the kinds of things you have to think about when you're designing or redesigning Godzilla. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then uh, also from Japan, uh, we have Norman England, who's going to be joining us. And this is really exciting because Norman's film, The Idol, is uh, coming out in the United States for the first time. It's yeah, independent. it just came out on Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And it's a great film, and I'm really happy for him. So he, he's been in Japan for, what, 20-some years, uh, covering these kinds of productions uh, from a, a very close place. So he has a lot of interesting experiences to talk about. And, you know, also the interesting angle of being a foreigner working in the Japanese film industry and, and observing it as well. So that's going to be very cool. Uh, we have Brad Warner, who uh, was a longtime uh, staff member at Tsuburaya Productions for many years, uh, and both in Japan. And then he was also working as their uh, representative in the United States for a number of years. Uh, he has some really... And, and he's also... Uh, a world-renowned uh, Zen monk and uh, Zen educator. He goes around the world lecturing and, and giving talks and, and teaching. And, um, and that's kind of like part of his story as well. Uh, if you've ever read his book, Hardcore Zen, a lot of that is about his journey to becoming a practitioner, but also his work at Tsuburaya Productions. Really fascinating book. Um, so he's, he's a really cool guy. And I don't think I've ever... <laughs> I've been to a lot of his book talks in, in and around Los Angeles over the years, but I've never seen him give a talk like this in a, in a convention setting like this. And he, um, he can really speak to the, how the business works. So that's going to be fascinating. And then um, my friend Tab Murphy is joining us, screenwriter, Oscar-nominated screenwriter Tab Murphy, who will talk um, about writing for the screen uh, but primarily, I think the talk is going to focus on his work on Godzilla 2, the unmade script for um, the Roland Emmerich film, and the whole process of, you know, adapt, adapting the Japanese kaiju for an American audience, the thinking that, that goes into that, and, um, and that'll be fascinating, because that was a, you know, he actually improved upon a lot of things in his story for the sequel, but ultimately it wasn't. Uh, you know, made as we all know. Uh, who wants to go next? There's a lot of other guests I haven't mentioned yet. I can go down the list here. Something I'm really excited about is a panel we're going to have with uh, Allison Adams and Pat Saperstein. Uh, this is a, a talk about the films made in Japan by Henry Saperstein and starring Nick Adams. And the two panelists are the daughters of Henry and Nick. And, um, they both, you know, Pat Saperstein is a film journalist who works, who's written and, and been an editor for a Variety for many years. 
Allison Adams is a performing artist. She's an actress and educator. Um, she actually was with the family when they went to Japan in the 60s as a small child. And they both have, uh, you know, a lot of stories to tell about their, their dads. So we'll, we'll be talking about those films and then getting a lot of insight into, into how these two individuals, um, you know, worked and worked together. That's going to be a cool one. Um, who wants to talk about the Expo 70 panel? Well, so, that's Matt, yeah. so. <laughs> so uh, myself, uh, Kevin Derendorf, who wrote Kaiju for Hipsters, and Stan Hyde, actually, who was at the Expo 70, are going to talk about the event. So we have firsthand real-world experience. Uh, on top of that, there's a really interesting history with how Expo 70 came to be and how, and how it impacted Kaiju films. Uh, you think of something like Gamera versus Jiger being a, a prime example. And then from there, there's a bunch of other references that come out of that. So I'm really excited to talk through those things. We're also going to do a deep dive into the career of a director, a genre director who doesn't get a lot of love, and that's Jun Fukuda. So, uh, Patrick, can you talk about that? You're going to be the moderator there. Sure. Uh, well, like Steve said, Jun Fukuda is a director who I think a lot of Godzilla fans know of, but kind of gets, uh, especially compared to Ishiro Honda, is kind of like sort of thrown under the bus or kind of ignored, not, not given nearly as much credit for his contributions to the genre as Honda did. Um, I myself am a huge admirer of Jun Fukuda, not just of his Godzilla films and his other genre films, but also a lot of his um, comedies and his uh, crime pictures. He's worked, on, he's worked on a large number of very, very good movies. And, but, and, but he was also kind of like a very, very, he didn't really see the value in his own work, I don't think, at least not for most of his life. Um, and and uh, so we thought it'd be a good idea. And I'm, I don't remember whose idea it was exactly, but somebody proposed the idea of having a panel about Jun Fukuda, exploring his career, not just his not just his Godzilla films, and and hopefully um, with with uh, if we're successful, maybe give uh, uh, shed some new light on this wonderful uh, underappreciated filmmaker. And also, and also, and this is something that, that I always try to do with my own stuff is to also increase some small awareness for what these people have done outside of the genre. I try, to, I try to do that consciously in a lot of my writing. And like I said, I've seen a, I, I am a big fan of Fukuda's work outside the genre as well. And some of his films, even his non-genre films, are even accessible here in the United States. Like, um, I, won't, I, won't, I don't want to get list too many, too many titles, but there are two films in particular, um, Iron Finger and Golden Eyes, which are available with subtitles to watch on the Criterion Channel's uh, streaming platform. Both of which I am very, very fond of, um, and and on this panel we're going to be we're actually going to have it'll be myself, uh, Steve, who is that way, yes, <laughs> Steve, 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 and also a very special guest, somebody who actually not only has written about Jun Fukuda but who actually met the man, and that would be Stuart Galbraith the Fourth. And Steve, do you want to get and you and you know Stuart very well, Steve? So do you want to give him an introduction? Well, Stuart is, uh, he needs no introduction, but uh, I'll give one anyway. Stuart uh, was one of the very first uh, English language writers, authors, film historians to write a comprehensive book about the Japanese uh, science fiction uh, and fantasy film genre. And as a matter of fact, that was basically the title of his book, his first book, which was published in 1994. He's also written a book called Monsters Are Attacking Tokyo, which is a an oral history, and um, he also uh, he wrote a book called uh, the, the Tashan book that he wrote, which is heavily illustrated. I think that's called Japanese cinema. I'm sorry, I can't uh, 
be 100% sure of that, but it was, that's a great book if you can find it. It's lavishly illustrated and beautiful. And then he uh, has a joint biography of uh, Akira Kurosawa and uh, Toshiro Mifune. So um, anyway, we're, we're very uh, fortunate to have him. Um, we also have another panel that's about um, uh, an unmade project. Uh, on, I believe it will be on Sunday. We'll have a panel with uh, Ricardo Delgado and Carlos Huante, uh, moderated by Keith Aiken. Uh, Ricardo and, and Carlos were the original creature designers uh, on the Yondabont Godzilla project in 1994. And uh, we're going to talk about the design process again, uh, where we'll talk about with, with Wakasa designing Godzilla for Japan. This will be about redesigning and reimagining Godzilla for an American production, which is a, a you know a challenging thing because you're you're bringing in you know the sensibilities of um, a different type of audience, maybe a broader audience, a worldwide audience, really. So that'll be a fascinating discussion. Um, I know a lot of people have seen their designs of uh, for Godzilla and for the Griffin, the other creature that was in that film or that proposed film that was uh, scripted and never made. Uh, we have uh, the uh, the illustrious Ed Gazdzczewski on tap for two uh, panels. Uh, he's going to do one session on Godzilla versus Violante. Uh, many people know that Ed recorded a commentary track for the Blu-ray of Godzilla versus Violante that was put out about mm, I want to say about six, seven, eight years ago. But due to a contractual um, uh, or or some sort of you know basically a, a red tape snafu. Uh, his commentary was recorded but had to be left off the disc and a lot of people have been asking him about it ever since and um and there's just really he, he doesn't have the ability to release it because he doesn't um uh, have those those rights but he, instead he's basically turning it into uh, a lecture on godzilla versus violante for us so that'll be really fascinating because if you've read his um issue of japanese giants on that film you know that he, he's probably the one of the foremost authorities on that film in, in English. And Ed will also be doing another session along with Sean Lincolnback, and that'll be a, a really uh, an overview, a history of the um, overseas promotional campaigns for these films, the posters and other materials that have been used to promote kaiju films around the world over the last roughly 60 years. And as you know, Sean uh, literally wrote the book on this type of thing, and um, and Ed is also a, a historian of the, of the matter, and they both have uh, amazing collections of this type of material. So they're going to talk about that from you know the, both the business standpoint and the um, the standpoint of the art, because some of the art is just uh, really, really fascinating and awesome. Um, who who have we not mentioned yet? Uh, uh, we have not mentioned uh, a certain uh, panel about the Ifu Kube. Uh, the trilogy of films that Ifuku Bay scored that have to do with the atomic bomb. Patrick, do you want to Patrick? All right. Um, well, actually, the, the genesis of this panel began, and I don't know if I told Eric this or not, but uh, last uh, last year when we were in Chicago, Steve and I were having lunch in the hotel where, where G-Fest is usually held at. And I mentioned as kind of like an offhand comment to him that I think it'd be interesting, like, you know, in like some kind of setting to like do some kind of uh, comparison of three films that Ifukabe scored in the early to mid 1950s. That'd be Children of Hiroshima from 52, 
Hiroshima from 53, and the original Godzilla, three films that he scored that all deal with the subject of the atomic bomb and the aftermath and the effects that it had on Japan and Japanese society. Um, and I, I thought I mentioned to Steve that I thought it'd be a good, it'd be an interesting idea to uh, compare and contrast those three films and how they each deal with the subject. And the, and the what ties them together is the fact that Ifukube did the music for all three of them. Um, it was just it was an idea that I that I proposed, and then it's, it's just as a, just like a like a like a what if kind of thing. And then when um when this when Kaiju Masterclass started to uh, materialize. I thought, well, hey, maybe this would be a good opportunity to take that what-if scenario and make it into something of a reality. And so what if we, and what if we make a, uh, a panel about those three films, comparing and contrasting how they each handle the subject of Japan and nuclear weapons? Again, with Ifukube being the, the what ties all three together. And with, tissue. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the verbiage, yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with, with Eric being uh, the foremost uh, authority on Ifukube in English, I've, I thought, you know, he would... I actually had to ask him if he wanted to be um, a part of this whole thing, and for, unfortunately for me, he said yes. And so, what we're going to be doing is we are going to uh, talk a little bit about um, Ifukube's personal history with radiation. There's a story behind that, and also talk about, also compare contrast three films, and also talk a little bit about the subject of the atomic bomb as it existed in Japanese cinema before those three films were made. And there is a pretty complex story behind that. And so, and this, this again, is, I'm not, I don't want to repeat myself, this also kind of goes back to my earlier point about, you know, talking about genre films like the original Godzilla, and also saying, hey, you know, with all due respect to Godzilla, there's other really interesting films that these artists have worked on, but they, but they also have that connective tissue that makes them, you know, um, of interest to genre fans at the same time. And so this is a, pan, this is a panel that I hope will be um, uh, rep, uh, representative of our, uh, our ambitions with uh, this event. It's timely because it's the we just had the 75th anniversary of the atomic mm -hmm. bombings, and also Hiroshima, uh, the Sekigawa film, was just released uh, by Arrow on uh, mm -hmm. Blu-ray. And I don't, I know that uh, Children of Hiroshima was screened on TCM around the same time. They were on back to back in July, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah, right, but I don't know if T uh, Children of Hiroshima is commercially available in the United States, but uh, there there are. Uh, Hong Kong discs and other things that are floating around. If, if mm -hmm. nothing else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and, and we also have a panel on uh, a deep dive into Godzilla versus Destroya. 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 Yeah. Destroya. <laughs> so that, that'll be me, Matt, um, then uh, Kevin Darendorf again. And uh, John LeMay, author of The Lost Films. And uh, we're going to basically walk through. From concept to screen, you know, we have a lot of uh, concept art and information about different uh, drafts of the screenplays, and uh, so we're really going to get our, our hands into the, the, the nitty-gritty of just all the variations of that film and the making of it and everything like that. Um, and then we also have Kevin doing a History of Toho uh, tokusatsu TV shows. Um, which I've actually seen the PowerPoint for, and, uh, you know, uh, he's doing the thing he does, which is finding obscure stuff you've never heard of, uh, and, you know, I guess making people aware of it. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. And then, uh, what do we, is that everything? Or we have Patrick Macius, right? Right, right. And, uh, I deliberately, um, 
kind of waited to mention him because he right we and we should mention that this is our roster of guests now we are still working on the schedule yep. final schedule and it's quite possible that uh, there may be slight adjustments but we think this is pretty solid right now and who knows we may even add a few more if we can we're pretty yeah, much I, uh, it's it's there's there's chances we could have m more guests or more panels right um the tricky the tricky and, part of scheduling something like this has to do well like david arnold is in the uk our japanese guests are yep. obviously in japan so we're kind of juggling things with the uh the timing in mind because there's this great uh time difference between you know, the, the the continent so patrick macias is going to be basically uh our, our one of our guests on sunday Patrick is a really interesting guy, and I'm really happy that he agreed to, to do a talk for us. He has a new book coming out. Uh, his previous book was uh, Tokyo Scope, a uh, Japanese film, uh, cult film companion. He's been writing about this type of film for many years. But what I find interesting is that he's, not, he's taken his interest in tokusatsu and kaiju, and it's kind of been a jumping-off point for him. And he you know, has kind of used that as a stepping stone or a... I don't know, a launch pad to write about Japanese popular culture in a much wider context. Uh, he's, he's living in Japan, writing about Japan. And uh, so it's a way of having someone. So we're, a lot of us are really steeped in this fandom. And we're so we become, you know, it's easy to, to miss the forest for the trees a little bit. Right. And so this is a way of kind of seeing how as a writer and as a, um, you know, as someone who's in, intellectually curious, you can take the, your interest in this genre and, you know, have it open up a lot of other you know, aspects of Japan to you. That's certainly what, what it's done uh, for Patrick. So I'm looking forward to hearing him talk. He's also really uh, smart and funny, too. So we're really fortunate to have all these people, uh, you know, joining us in, in this journey. Um, we were also fortunate. We mentioned Kyle Yount's uh, Kaijuk Online. I think we were fortunate that also that um that he went first and we were able to <laughs> right. to 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 observe uh you know what he was able to accomplish he accomplished a great deal in a really short amount of time and he did it in a really professional manner and it was really kind of fun to watch uh him and do that and pull it off what we're doing is a little different um you know um but it's it's definitely you know we, we've benefited from you know and, and he's been you know advising us a little bit here and there so we, we appreciate that too just want to mention that um so we should you know tell everyone to follow us on social media uh on twitter or facebook instagram uh we have a website Man, where can people there find go. us oh, there yeah. it's, uh, there's the visual and we should speaking of the visuals we should we should mention uh our Indeed. guy kyle gilmore who's not here tonight yes kyle gilmore a filmmaker artist graphic artist he designed our logo he's been helping us with uh graphic design and video and other things and we really appreciate his help uh, and this has been a grassroots volunteer you know for the love of it kind of things and you know all of us are just kind of pulling together to do this for the fan community and uh you know so that we can all learn something and have a good time because it's been a tough year on everybody actually um, we should uh, we should i'm sorry steve to interrupt we should probably yeah. mention what the monstra imanian because yes. people are looking at the logo and they're probably looking at that. They're Kaiju Masterclass Monster Imania. Well, our idea was that, you know, these, these masterclass um, lessons and, and 
seminars that you can watch online are so ubiquitous nowadays. So that's kind of where we're going with this. And because of the more scholarly, for lack of a better word, you know, that sounds kind of snooty and and uh, and it's very uh, elitist, stuffy, stuffy, <laughs> yeah, elitist. But, very stuffy. But I, I think it's I think it's very much um, you know, but in a good way, but in line with what we're doing in a good way. So kaiju masterclass, you know, and again, uh, Kyle Gilmore created this. Um, the the look of the logo is meant to emulate like a like a, a university or like an Ivy League crest. We've got the the crest with uh, the, the Japanese kanji uh, daikaiju. It says in there. The two laurels on either side of the crest are uh, are actually flames, and then Monster Emania. Well, so many of these uh, universities have a, a Latin uh, Latin motto. This is ours, Monster Emania, and in Latin that means Daikaiju, giant monsters. So mm-hmm. that's what that uh, that's where that comes from. But it kind of looks like Monster Mania if you look at it really quickly. It which is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. So. And everybody, uh, if they haven't already, uh, go to our website, kaijumasterclass.com. We have a trailer, a teaser trailer that uh, uh, John and Kyle put together that's kind of loosely based on the the theme of the the opening titles of Gojira, 1954, Godzilla. And follow us and, and keep in touch. Send us emails if you have any questions or post to our Facebook page or whatever you want to do. Uh, let us know what you what you're thinking. Join us on October second. Uh, we'll start on Friday night with some opening ceremonies and a and an opening night panel. Uh, the schedule will be released in the next week or so. We hope probably you know as soon as we can possibly can. We're going to put out our schedule. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Matt, what's our uh, handles for for those? So okay. we have, uh, yeah, we got to do it for the podcast. So I keep, <laughs> I keep forgetting because we're on video. Um, so it's at Kaiju underscore MC. That's our Twitter handle. Uh, Kaiju underscore masterclass. That would be for Instagram. Of course, the website, kaijumasterclass.com. You can also reach out to us on email. And that's just kaijumasterclass at gmail.com. And uh, getting back real quick to something that, that Steve said, I think for me, the thing that I'm most excited about with the, just the enormity of the guests, but also uh, it really has been kind of a crappy year for a lot of people, and I'm hoping that this will kind of give them something to look forward to, and also they can walk away and they can learn something about, you know, the movies, the history. Because that's why, that's really why for me I want to do this. So um, I think that's, you know, for me and Bert, that's probably something we've been looking forward to for a long time. It takes a lot of work to do this, um, but we're really, really, really excited, and I'm so glad that we've had so many of the really great guests be so gracious for their time. So. Yeah. And I want to thank, uh, uh, like Eric and Steve said, you know, the names might sound kind of, you know, stuffy or whatever, but it, we just thought it was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if "cute's" the right word, but but basically, there's, there's like, a little, there's a little bit of tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, you know, I mean, uh, it's it's really just trying to deliver that, um, you know, with this this is going to be more information based. Um, yes. You know, who made the movies? How are the movies made? What are some some people or some uh, some films or shows or whatever that you might not have heard of, like that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I think every panel that we have uh, really has a lot of that to offer. Well, the name definitely is meant to grab your attention a little bit, but uh, ultimately the goal is to have fun and learn something, but to have fun and to celebrate this genre. And I just wanted to thank you guys for, uh, uh, you know, joining in on, on this thing. 
absolutely. It's been really fun working with all of you and getting to know some of you a little bit better. It's been very cool. We should also mention that we will have uh, artists and dealers uh, mm-hmm. links and and such. So, uh, um, you know, if you're checking out the panels and you want to buy something, you know, well, well, Matt, <laughs> Matt will have that stuff set up soon. That's how it's going to go off from what I'm told. There'll be a there'll be a sign up and there'll be some information sent out to dealers and a, a thing that you'll you'll fill out. Um, for dealers, there's no cost at all to sign up. We provide your information. We're going to post it on the website and give you a form to be able to sell merchandise. Again, with COVID being what it is and so many people that sell stuff for a living like, taking a huge hit this year, this is hopefully a way where they can make some of that back. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be no cost to them. It's just a matter of us putting their name out there and, and, then can, and they can be a part of the, uh, the master class as well. Okay. Cool. All right, well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank Thanks, you, Kyle and Matt. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time.